Welcome to the Business Done Differently podcast, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite, and that standing out is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Jesse Cole, and it's showtime. All right, I am fired up to have Marcus Sheridan back. Episode 177, one of the most popular episodes we had, the author of They Ask, You Answer, international speaker and self-proclaimed former pool boy as well, Marcus. <laughs> Pumped to have you with uh, this challenging time right now. Man, I'm so happy to be here, and it's uh, it is a challenging time. But I tell you what, man, there's pain leads to innovation. It did in 2008, and it certainly is and will more so in in 2020. So I'm excited to be here, buddy. What one of the most popular quotes from the first episode? You said, "We don't do incredibly spectacular things in life until we are in trouble." I was like, here we go, let's do it. So I was like, I got to have you back and really just kind of share for everyone that's going through it. You know, I believe you can either play defense and play offense. And you are the one that likes to play offense and really get ahead and make things happen. So even from the speaking, the pool, other companies you work with, what are you doing right now? Yeah, I tell people all the time, uh, for those that, I know some don't know my story, but 2008, we were, we were going to lose our swimming pool company and we ended up embracing this philosophy called They Ask, You Answer. And we became prolific online and essentially we became like the Wikipedia or the WebMD of pools. Today, we have the most traffic swimming pool website in the world. And that's all because of 2008. And I tell people all the time that other than my wife and four kids, 2008 was the greatest blessing of my life, right? And I'm, I very intentionally came into 2020 once all this stuff hit the fan and everything was going wrong, right? I said, okay, I'm going to make this a catalyst event for my life. I really do believe that making a statement like that at the beginning of it, Jesse, mm-hmm. is a big deal. I think also, you know how we have vision boards? I think it's critical that we have a vision board for something like this. It could just be a stated vision, but something that you wrote down, at least at a minimum, that essentially says what you're trying to get out or from this experience. Mm. So in other words, what I said, my vision for this was when COVID passes, when we're through this period, I want people to say to me, Marcus, that time really sucked. But I knew if I came to you, then I was going to receive some learning and I was going to experience hope. Now, that's my vision for what's happening right now. And so that's the thing that's driving me in, the, in my tonality, right? Because, you know, instead of the moments when I just want to be maybe just a little bit frustrated, right? I am choosing to find the positivity because this is the vision that I have. You know, I, I hear, you know, people, there's, there seems to be a little bit of a debate right now because first of all, none of us have ever gone through this, right? And so I've, I've heard, you know, many folks say, well, you know, if you don't want to do anything today, if you just want to watch Netflix, give yourself that mental health day and just watch Netflix. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, we've got to, we got to have a worthy cause. What gets us out of depression, generally speaking, mm-hmm. are worthy causes. There's a reason why the system of Alcoholics Anonymous works so well. It's a worthy cause. And it goes beyond you helping yourself because eventually you sponsor someone else. That's the beauty of AA. That's why it works well. This is also why that action allows us to find ourselves because we get engaged in worthy causes. You know, my son the other day, he was sitting down at his, at his bed and he, had his, he was actually kneeling next to his bed. It was interesting. 
and his phone was on the bed. He was looking down at it, and I noticed he was doing something. I'm like, so what are you doing, buddy? And he said, I'm eliminating all the apps on my phone right now that are negatively affecting me, mm-hmm. right? Now, he's 16, and he has a really, really, obviously, he's got a, a good soul. And I said, so which ones are you eliminating? He's like, well, let me give an example. TikTok, I've noticed every single time I get off of it, I don't feel better. Even though I might get sucked in, I don't feel better. And so I'm just eliminating it from my phone right now. And that's the mindset that I have. I also have a mindset right now of, and hopefully you don't mind me just riffing, like just talking about this. These are just things that are on my mind right now. What you do best. The other mindset that I have right now is, it's not my goal to pick up another uh, TV show during COVID-19. I go to social media and you know, I see folks saying, hey, do you have any recommendations for shows? I was just thinking to myself, man, I mean, we got this amazing opportunity. I've got this opportunity to learn stuff right now that I haven't thought about before, haven't done before, right? That have been been prompting me. Now is my chance to do that because I'm not in, I'm not, you know, going from airplane to Uber to stage. I got this time to be able to do this. I'll take advantage of it, right? And so my rule is during this time that I am only allowed to watch TV while I'm on the treadmill. That's the rule. That's the standard, right? Mm. So if I'm on the treadmill, fine, I could watch 16 hours of, <laughs> of TV straight, but I got to be on the treadmill. So that's the, that's the deal that I've made. And with myself, it's the standard that I've set and it's managed to, to work really well. Last thing I want to say, and then I'll shut up, I promise. This whole component of pain lease innovation. For years, Jesse, with my pool company, at least two years now, I've said to our sales team, how come we don't do virtual selling? Like, why don't we sell via video? And um, we had these reasons. Like, well, we got to see the yard, Marcus. Yeah, but could we do it? Could we do this? Instead of driving two hours to wherever they are, sitting in their home for a couple hours, driving back two hours, maybe getting one appointment in a day, two max because of time. And so as soon as COVID happened, Boom. We added on our get a quote form on our website, would you like a virtual sales experience? Okay. (laughs) Simple question. And then suddenly, of course, everybody started saying yes. And lo and behold, now all of a sudden, our sales team is able to give three to four sales appointments in a day and still eat dinner with the kids. (laughs) Now that is amazing. And that's not going to go away. And all of a sudden, they realize there's all these inherent benefits to these virtual sales appointments via Zoom. That's the platform that we use, but video conferencing. Now, you might say, well, how do you pull it off? We created a video that teaches homeowners how to take photos of their driveway, their side yard, and their backyard so as to be able to allow us to see what they would show us if we came out to their house. And so now we don't have to go to the house in order to see the backyard and get a definitive price or give them a definitive price. Unbelievably efficient. Jesse, when this is done, let's say we're a year removed from COVID, I guarantee you at worst case, at least 50, probably 75% of our sales appointments are still going to be virtual because of what's happened. What a wonderful innovation. 100%. Well, I love it. You were talking about, you know, basically consumption versus creating. And at this time, create over consume. And you said, all right, we're going to create this. We're going to put it out. We're going to make it happen. The beginning thing you talked about is a couple words that stand out. And for you, you know, learning and hope. 
you know, for us, it's, it's fun and optimism. And so that's why we immediately started having, you know, our staff, our fans do music videos and getting engaged and doing things that we could put out and entertain. Yes. That's what we wanted to show. And so what are the words that you want people thinking about you right now? And then reverse engineer, what does that mean from a creation standpoint? I think that's what they can take from that. Yeah, I love that. That end goal, right? It's like, you know, again, for me, learning and hope, yes. for you, fun and optimism. These are like, we can latch on to those as a business, as a brand. We can say, okay, does that align this, whatever this thing that we're going to try to do right now, does it align with that? And the beauty is once you have those, you can say, oh, it doesn't align. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to post that thing. But and you can get everyone on board. So what we, we told oh, that's everyone, right. everyone on our team is now an entertainer to produce more fun and optimistic, you know, uh, ideas in, in entertainment. So everyone's a producer in content. And I think you got to start with what's that vision forward. And for us, we did, we painted the vision of opening night and how people running into the stadium and the entire stadium singing the national anthem louder than you've ever heard it before as ambulance line the field and nurses get outside of the ambulances and they're lined up with the players and we're giving a deafening round of applause and paint that visual so that people feel like they're part of something. That's what we're working towards. Now we're showing content to keep people entertained, have fun and content. And, and I think this goes into what, why people resonate with you so much, Marcus, is that you give such great practical advice. And when you talk about marketing, it's not marketing the way it is. It's, it's, it's content to actually serve a value and serve your people. And I'd love to really get into that marketing strategy now, which is even more relevant than ever before. What are those things that you're doing now that people can say, all right, I should be doing more of this? Not selling, but serving, adding value. Well, I think, you know, there's, when it comes to just um, general marketing, um, let me give you some, now is the time to like, you know, fill the seller, if you will. And so what inevitably happens during times like this is what people will do, organizations, is they'll cut marketing because they purely see it, flawed thinking here, as an expense. And so because of that, this means there's, there's a glut of opportunity in the marketplace mm. because now there's a void Mm -hmm. of content. What we are seeing is amazing right now in terms of people are very much interested right now in buying at a minimum learning about something. They can't always buy, but they can learn. So yesterday um, on LinkedIn, I posted a stat and uh, I'm a LinkedIn guy, by the way. Me too. So if you're listening to this and uh, you are on LinkedIn, make sure you, you connect with me. I posted a stat and I'm, I'm looking it up right now on LinkedIn and it has to do with the numbers that we're seeing that just will blow your mind right now, Jesse, in terms of, in terms of what's happening in the marketplace uh, for us. It's really, really wild because I'm telling you what, the buyer right now is willing to spend the time. So here is the stats that, um, that I shared. My swimming pool company received 406 sales qualified leads last week. And of course, this is because of they ask you answer. And if you listen to the previous podcast, you know what that is. But it's this fact that we became the Wikipedia pools, essentially. Right? Of this group, here's where it gets interesting, Jesse. 187 of the 406 have viewed 20 or more pages of the website. 122 of the 406 leads have viewed 30 or more pages of the website. That's 30% of the leads have viewed more than 30 pages of the website. If that ain't some junk, I don't know what is. That shows you that people are spending tremendous time right now learning about that thing. They might not be able to make that purchase, but they're learning. And so the question is, when they come to your site, 
are they fed? Do they get the meat and the potatoes or is it a Jenny Craig meal? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we need to satiate the marketplace, the, the, the viewer, the listener, whoever that is, because we're willing to feed them what they want, what's on their menu, the questions, the worries, the fears, all of those that they have that we're willing to give it to them. That's one of the things that we can do. Okay. You know, I, I think it's so interesting, Marcus, because I think a lot of us, and we struggle with this, we do a lot of our content producing on social media. We're very heavy on social because media. you're very social, great B2C organization, yes. very, very social. It makes total sense, visual. But, but I would say our website is lacking. We, we don't put all of our store, we don't put everything on our website. And I think a lot of people, they maybe think always marketing social first, but not as their hub where people can actually buy from, whether it's, you know, for us, merchandise tickets, et cetera. Yeah. What would you suggest for someone that's maybe more social media, just fun, little entertaining? Like if our standpoint, if you were a baseball team or someone else that maybe doesn't have where the pools, where it's such an educational component, because it's such a big, big. Yes, that's right. Big purchase. What would you, what would you suggest? Cause I, I'm thinking about this constantly. Like I wish our website could get more traffic and what would you be putting out there? Well, I don't think you're necessarily doing it the wrong way because you're such a brand that, to your point, is not purely, let's say, educational. Yes. That I would would be leaning more, actually, to your point, into the thing like I'd have a wonderful YouTube page, right? Because YouTube, in so many ways, is that visual experience, Hmm. and I would be doubling down on my, my YouTube visual experience. Now, of course, would all those be available to see on the site? Yes, but YouTube would still be the hub. Would those videos yeah. be the ones that I'm potentially posting on social? Yes, they would be. I think the mistake that companies make sometimes is they, they try to be a jack of all, we'll call it social media trades or just digital marketing trades, yeah. and they end up being a master of none, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so it's not necessarily a bad thing that you recognize. In fact, I think it's actually very, very good that you recognize, okay, we need, to, we need to be incredibly fun. We need to be very, very visual. And we need to crush on certain social media platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Like you as a speaker, you do great on LinkedIn. Yeah. But, but you know, the, the baseball team is not rocking it on LinkedIn, is my guess, <laughs> right? All right? It's just yeah. not happening. It's not our main demographic, yeah. Right. <laughs> know, know, know what your, your main area is and, and go in on it. I think that's, in putting this into context now, you're doubling down on more on even educational in different ways. Yes. Like, is that okay? So maybe a few yeah, more. Yeah, totally. Like, well, let me give an example. Okay. So on, um, on LinkedIn, I've moved to at least five posts a week. And I was doing probably three before, right? And so I'm, I'm trying to be there daily for my audience. And of course, my reach is really growing fast on the platform right now. But I'm also doing things like, let's say, leaning into what is happening right now. And, and in fact, let me give one, one tip. I think this is important for everybody that's listening to this yeah. right now. Yeah. This is critical for every business. If you're, and this, I think this could be one of the best takeaways of the show. If your website is the same right now as it was 45 days ago, you're off track, especially your homepage, especially your homepage. So your homepage should not look right this second like it did 45 days ago pre-COVID. And so what should it have? There's three major things that your homepage should have right now that it didn't have 45 days ago. Number one, it should have a statement of essentially empathy and awareness regarding COVID. Okay? Empathy and an awareness. That's number one. Now you might say, well, what is that? I'll, I'll share it with you in a second. Number two, it should show or explain clearly the state of your business 
What does that mean? There's a lot of people that are wondering, are you open for hmm. business? Yeah. And to what context are you open? Now, the mistake that a lot of businesses make is we assume that they know what our whole staff knows. That's not the case. They don't necessarily know. They don't know if your retail shop is closed. Are you open for appointment only? Are you open for anybody? Are there unique hours? We don't know those things. So that should be clear. And then number three, and you may have had this before, but never has it been more important to do this really the right way, is you should definitively show front and center how they can engage you right now. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? Let me give you some, let me give you some examples, okay? Let's go back to the um, homepage headline thing that we were talking about a, a minute ago. So on my swimming pool website right now, okay, the headline that you will find that, again, you want to show empathy, you want to show that you're open for business or whatever that is for you, however that looks for you. Or if you're closed, you might say, but we're going to be, you know, we are ready to roar and whatever. But in my case, it says, big headline says, create a staycation in your backyard. Now, that's the first part of this headline. Second part, find joy in turbulent times. Okay, there's the empathy, the recognition of, recognition of what's going on. Third part, we are here for you. Okay, mm. so create a staycation in your backyard. That is one of the movements that's happening because of COVID. People are investing in their in their homes more, right? So I am trying to control the conversation of staycation. Two, I'm saying find joy in turbulent times. Three, we are here for you. We're open for you. Now, then we have three clear buckets that they can request a call right now. They can design their pool on our website right now and get a, a price, or they can schedule a virtual video sales call with a design team member right now, okay? They can do those three things. I've got a friend that's a retailer in um, um, Boston, Massachusetts. His name is Steve Scheinkoff. He's in the book, They Ask You Answer. Amazing company, yaleappliance.com. If you go to their homepage right now, you're going to see a headline that says, in these trying times, we are here for you. Okay? Empathy and awareness, we are here for you. We're still open. Okay? Then they show you exactly how you can engage them. Here's what's so powerful. One example of what Steve did, he said, he's got a clear big, got big phone number right there, one of the buckets, and it says, we are now open for phone calls from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. a night. 13 hours a day, they are receiving phone calls. They have their sales team manning the phones right now. That's powerful. They're getting 130 phone calls a day mm. right now as a kitchen appliance retailer in Boston. Their live chat open, 13 hours a day. Live chat, 13 hours a day. Retailer here, 8 to 9 p.m., you want to do a virtual tour of the showroom with your cell phone? That's available right there. You want to buy online directly? It's available right there. But you have very clear buckets of how you can engage them. And they even say, you want a showroom visit? We can take a showroom visit, but we can only have three visits at a time. Schedule yours right now. And so this allows me as the consumer to immediately go there and say, oh, okay, I see, I see how I can engage this company if I want to engage this company. They don't have to search it. It's right there. And there's been, all these things have been adjustments based on COVID-19. So three things, those are the th three things everybody should do right now to your homepage. It's, it's brilliant. And it goes exactly on what you teach and what you preach. As soon as we read the they ask you answer, send to our whole team. 
We all wrote down, what are the questions we get asked about tickets all the time? We did ticket tutorials. We put it on our website. We immediately started addressing. But I gotta, I'll be honest with you, we have not changed our website. And a lot of it is because we have uncertain, we don't know when our season's starting. We don't hit, but that doesn't matter. We can still answer and give empathy. We're here for you. We are, we are gonna have an opening night. We're not sure what yeah. it is, but our yeah. hours are here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that yeah. Needs to be done. Yeah, and your, your headline, Jesse, could be something like, you know, um, even though we're not uh, playing baseball during these difficult times, we are still spreading our joy, right? And then you have the different means by which you're spreading joy. It could be some of the videos that you, you know, that, that you know, watch some of our amazing yeah. videos from our people. We, we're, doing, we're doing, we're doing drive-throughs with our slippery banana drink. That we're right, doing. right, exactly, yeah. so exactly, right? Yeah. So that's all those things wrapped up and they're like, man. Friggin' Savannah Bananas, these guys, they're still balling out, yeah, still even though it. they're not open. I love it. And, you know, for our thing, it's fans first, entertain always. Hey, we're still entertaining you. This is how you can get entertained. It, by that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's it. The one other piece, too, I think it should be pinned on all of your social media. There's one statement, one video, one thing of this time should be pinned on top of all of your social media, the same thing as the website, so everyone can see it immediately, what's going on. Uh, Great point. Marcus, brilliant, man. I, I don't know what other way to finish than that's something we can all do now. Let's have that empathy. Let's have that understanding. Let's be there and show them that we're there. And even though we're not open, a lot of us, we are still open. We're still open to take care of people and whatever yep. that means. So um, Marcus, thank you as always for giving so much, my man. I really appreciate you. My pleasure, brother. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you, man. That was an awesome. Have you wrote about that last piece on your LinkedIn? That last piece you shared? No, I'm actually, I just produced a video on that okay. and um, it's getting made right now. And so awesome. it should be out within the next couple of days. Awesome. So, uh, cause I want to have, I want to put the, I put the B roll in there showing some examples of the websites. And so awesome. it's really strong and it works really, really well. So, so appreciate good. you brother. Oh, it's man. Keep strong. We'll talk soon. I'm sure. Later, Jesse. Take care, Marcus. Thanks for listening to Business Done Differently, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And that standing out is the best way to grow your business. For more information about the guest and topics covered on this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com or shoot me a note at jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.